welcome back to Sub Nerd 7 Podcast. I'm Nick. I'm Elise. And I'm Alex. Did we do that in the wrong order? I, nope. We did it in the right order. Yay! <laughs> it's, been a, it's been, what, three weeks? Oh, God. Mm-hmm. We're such dum-dums. Yeah, we totally <laughs> forgot. We were on vacation. I woke up on vacation. I'm like, oh, it's Wednesday morning. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Is it's it Wednesday. That Wednesday? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, damn it. <laughs> This wouldn't have been a problem if we were still living in the same building as each other. Yeah. You would have known that we were out of town. <laughs> and then you would have been like, why the fuck are you out of town? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and just not like, knowing one day in advance is, you know, it's, it's better than nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. We, we like, it was legitimately, it was that. I legitimately woke up on Wednesday morning while we were on vacation, realized that it was the Wednesday that we were supposed to record because it did not cross my mind previous to that moment. Oh, <laughs> sorry, I just, just want to like clarify in case anybody is like, why the fuck are they in like on vacation? It's a pandemic. Yes, yes. Wait, we are vaccinated. Yeah. We are vaccinated. vaccinated. It was it was our wedding anniversary, and we stayed in a cabin. So, with minimal Wi-Fi, and I don't think we brought like any. We didn't bring like laptop or anything. It was no, just, we didn't. Like, anyway, yeah, um, the the phone recording audio, you listeners, you're not missing anything. Yeah, <laughs> not a, that would have been bad. It would yeah. have been a bad bad move on everyone's part. Although we could play into the like coming to you live like work correspondent kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't don't think we would have had much to respond like to report. Built a fire, watch the wind blow through the trees. Mm, that was anything's nice, dramatic if you report it dramatically. That's true. <laughs> Just ask Orson Welles. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, speaking of uh, of COVID shots, I got my first COVID shot. Yay! Yay! So, yeah, another month until I can get the second one, but then I can see y'all. Yeah, that's true. Wait, another month until you can get the next one? Yeah, it's it's the Moderna, and so it's a four-week. Oh, yeah, that is four weeks, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, that was the one that I had. Yeah, that's um, right. It is that's a long-ass right. four weeks. Mm-hmm. But there's, like, a, a a window on, like, either side um, or something. Like, like there's, like, a two-day window on either side because, like, I got my Moderna... And I got my second shot like the day before I was like officially one month. Oh, I hit my mic. I'm so sorry. Um, but it's it's fine. It's really fine. Yeah, so. no, like like my second shot's on like I had got it on the fifth. My second one's on the fourth. And so yeah. it's whatever. Um Cinco de Quatro. Cinco de Quatro. <laughs> oh, Lucille. Oh. Pour one out for Jessica Waters. Yeah. And then she'd be like, stop wasting booze. Yeah. I've raised you better than that. <laughs> Except that's not the Jessica Walters voice, but Waters voice, gotta, but. Gotta, you gotta drink it all. Uh, gotta drink all, the entire bottle of wine or else it turns back to grape juice. <laughs> Is that how that works? Yeah. Uh, yes. Things we learn from Arrested Development. <laughs> Vodka rocks. Mom, it's, it's eight in the morning and a, and a piece of toast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that is a show that I feel like I want to go back and rewatch again now. Like we do that every year. It's we have, every like year. we rewatch Arrested Development 
every fucking year. It's I don't think it's every year, but it's certainly it, like, it every like every other year. No, no, no. It, it feels is, like every year. It feels like every from year. From an outsider's perspective. <laughs> God, I mean, like, I love that show, but I feel like we just rewatched it. Didn't we rewatch it at the beginning of quarantine? Did we? Maybe we did. I feel like it did. We rewatched that in Community. Yeah. I know we rewatched Community at the yeah. beginning of quarantine. Because we had just come to Netflix. That's uh, like another show that I think we rewatch like every year. We rewatch the specials every year for sure. Yeah. Like every yeah. Halloween, we watch the Halloween specials. Every, every Christmas, Christmas, we watch the Christmas specials. Yeah. Just good shows. It is a good really show. good shows. <laughs> Man, though, I, I I told you this the other day, um, but there is a joke in season four of Arrested Development that I just found out about like the other day. <laughs> you just got the joke? Yeah. Well, that's the way that the show was written. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, season four was the one that like the revival series. And so one of the main characters, his name is George Michael because, mm-hmm. you know, his father's name is Michael and his grandfather's name is George. And they're, you know, rich like real estate orange, moguls. Yeah. yeah. So orange they just, County they just like bags. everyone just has they basically reuse the same name. Yeah. They, they keep, re- yeah. they keep reusing the same names. Um, and so George Michael is in college and he realizes that the name George Michael has terrible connotations because it was around, like it was around the time that George Michael got arrested um, for soliciting sex in a, like a public restroom or whatever. Um, oh, goodness. And so he's like, well, I don't want to be associated with someone who got arrested in a men's room. And so he briefly changes his name to Boy George and then has to change it <laughs> for a few for similar reasons and then ends up with the name George Maharis. And I found out that the other day that George Maharis was actually an actor like who was really famous in the 60s and 70s who also got arrested in a public men's room. <laughs> And then the guy that he was having sex with was named Perfecto Teles, who is the name of another character on the same season of the show. <laughs> Which, it's just, it's so good. Like, that that series came out, like, that was the first um, Netflix original, was this that series of Arrested Development. So that's how long it's been since that show came out and since that that's that joke has been around and i just got it last week like <laughs> that's the way that that show is written is there's just jokes all over the place that you will miss so many of on the first watch through but on the eighth watch through yeah that you do once a year no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, or like you're taking a shit and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, George Maharis. <laughs> <laughs> or you find some, you're on like a Wikipedia binge. And you just like yeah. eventually yeah. come across it, Wikipedia. It was, I was scrolling through Facebook and I, it was a post that somebody made on, uh, on an Arrested Development uh, shitposting mm-hmm. page I'm on. And so like when I saw that, I'm like, that's not real. And I Googled it and it was totally real. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that's the big news that I have for this week. <laughs> All right, good night, everybody. That was podcast. Uh, but no, there's there's been more things that are in the news, more newsworthy, more more new shows that have been coming out. Have y'all 
been catching up with My Hero Academia season Oh, five. Yeah, 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 that's true. That is true. We have been watching My Hero, Hero Rocka. Not much has happened yet. Like, other than, like... I the, mean, that as as shown in anime. Yeah, that's true. Tend to be. And I mean, the first episode was mostly, like, do you remember the characters? Do you remember all their quirks? Good, because you're going to see three of them this yeah, season. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> They do do that. And yeah. it's like, there's, there's, there's just, there's too many fucking characters. Drink it in people who like the guy with the tail. This is oh all he's going to do. Oh, it's, it's true though. Yeah. And you see him like until you nice... get the one episode until you get the one episode where he's the star. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen this no. season. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, how many more seasons are they going to do with this? Um, Probably a lot, but really? Yeah, I mean, it's a shonen anime that's like yeah. the flagship of anime these days. Yeah, that's it's, true. it's the Naruto of the 2020s. And while um, <laughs> and while the manga Naruto, is right? ending, like I really don't know is how it... much further ahead of the anime the manga is. I suspect a lot. I suspect there's a lot of story. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I have no. I don't. I don't keep up with the manga. So I and have then no you idea. did like a spinoff series. There's a spinoff, and then there's like I think they're talking about. Turning, giving the spinoff its own movie too. That would be cool. I, I'm mm. interested in the spinoff. Like, I, I yeah. bought the first volume of the spinoff. Was it not I great? Never, I didn't read it. I should oh. read it. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I think it, I think it had spoilers in it for like a for for like oh, later okay. in the manga. So I wanted oh. to wait until the anime caught up. But uh. Uh, so for for listeners at home. Um, if you don't know what Hiroaka is, I really don't know how to we, like catch you up. We, we, we've talked about the Hiroaka um, in the past, but uh, the spinoff series, the spinoff manga from the main one is um, basically like what happens if you don't get into UA. <laughs> so it's about like uh, people who work vigilantes, like, yeah, yeah. It's a it's about vigilantes. I think like one of them like is like a part timer at a convenience store. And like then at night, like is a vigilante out trying to uh, to to do good in his community, but he's doing it outside of like the established uh, well, and also like the established like hero culture, right? Like yeah, because the, um, there's yeah the hero industry. So, but like some of the like a racer, um, racerhead, a racerhead, Mister Aizawa. Um, makes an appearance, makes a few appearances in the spinoff series, apparently. So, um, yeah. Which I, I understand is your favorite character. God, yes, he is. He's just very <laughs> fucking relatable. Like, if you've ever spent an extended period of time with a bunch of adolescents, like, you too would be like, I don't care what you do. I'm going to take a fucking nap. Um, you know, he's just, he's just goals. He's also very handsome. So I'm trying to figure out as they just stare off podcasting a very like a very famously visual, visual medium <laughs> as they just like stare off into the distance like oh daddy Aizawa <laughs> uh, anyway sorry what? Nick you gotta get that cosplay game up <laughs> he's like he's the only like he's the only hot daddy I'm just saying like the everybody else on the show is like a literal child, okay? <laughs> like there is no one to thirst after except for Ayazawa. All right? Like 
And, but man, does he does he quench that thirst? I'm sorry. I will stop talking about my love of Ayazawa. I don't know if that if that was what you meant to say, quench the thirst. I don't think that that's the way that that works. Uh, oh, really? Am I parched? I, I think you're does parched. He, does he? It dries my throat, if you know what I mean. Anyway, I'm sorry. God, I feel so embarrassed for myself right now. Um, but listen, he's 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 like mm, he is something. Anyway, but like I said, like everybody else, it's like they're little. Like it's a good show. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just saying. As far as like daddy content, you really only have the one. Um, what? Not all might. There's not, all. I was gonna no, say. No, all might. No. Endeavor. No. Oh God, no. no. He's abusive. Lady Mountain. Mm, Lady Mountain is nice. Um, no, but not. But not Daddy. But not Daddy. <laughs> not Daddy. Uh, but like, and I as a way he loves cats, and cats love him. Uh, and he's so caring. It's so <laughs> great. He's he's really, like he is. He is like chef's kiss i mean <laughs> i i would be jealous but she's effectively describing me with the things that she finds very attractive about him you just gotta get the you just gotta switch the location of the hair yeah the, the chin to the head and then you're good um so i i looked it up and it seems that season five begins with chapter 193 of the manga and there's over 300 chapters. Jesus fucking Christ. So we've got so another be here a while. Probably three, maybe four seasons. Is this this is the show that's never gonna end. This truly is the Naruto of our age, mm-hmm. as you were saying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I mean the Naruto, the Bleach, the whatever. The you One Piece. The one God one. help us. One yeah. Piece is still going. One though. Piece is still going. <laughs> One Piece is the one that will never end. <laughs> They're never going to find that One Piece. It is the One Piece. Well, maybe they did find it. I don't know. <laughs> maybe the One Piece was the friends, the friends they made along the way. You know what? They're going to get to that last ep- They're going to get to that last uh, last chapter, and yeah, that's mm-hmm. what it's going to turn out to be. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that never was a One Piece. <laughs> That that was I don't a, know. I've never watched it. That that was a, yeah. That was one that I never got into. I think I read the first volume, maybe two of the manga. Man, I was never so watched the show. I was just so intimidated because like I remember being like a a wee weeb in the mid two thousands and being like intimidated <laughs> by like the number of One Piece like manga and episodes and, there were. And now there's fifteen it, more years of that. It is it is only <laughs> grown exponentially. And I'm just like, nope. Like I had my chance in like 2005 <laughs> to hop on that train. And it's like it's it is long past. Uh hey, you know what uh has been going on for longer, but is easier to shut the fuck up. What are you gonna say? JoJo's. What are you gonna say? You're gonna <laughs> fucking say JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? Yeah. It's good. Part oh six God. is coming out. Shut up. <sighs> oh yeah, I saw you posting about that. Um apparently the voice actor that they cast for Jolene is like could play Jolene in a live action adaptation. Oh really? Yeah. She, she and she apparently got into voice acting because of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. 
Oh um, my god. And so it's kind of a lifelong dream for her, which is pretty nice. Oh my god. I'm just saying. Uh Jolene. Yep. Jolene. Is she named after the Jolene Probably, character? Probably, yeah. That's that's what that's what the character looks like. That is not uh <laughs> crimson hair. How is she described? And eyes of emerald green. I uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh Jolene sounds hot as fuck, I'm just saying. Like she sounds really attractive. <laughs> also, I mean, the way that like Dolly sings song, about her, right? you're just like, Dolly, do you do you just want to be with Jolene? Like, <laughs> yes. The answer just... <laughs> is the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like, yeah, it's it's like the 2020, it's 2021. Like you could just you could just be with Jolene. Like, it's fine. She releases like a new version of that song that just like has slight tweaks to it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, you know what? Never mind. Uh Jolene, you want to be with me? <laughs> I can see that happening. Uh I know. Miley Cyrus had a released like a, a cover of it, which allegedly was good. I never listened to it. Um but yeah. So I, I feel like if we if we could have our bisexual uh Jolene anthem, predatory <laughs> bisexuals, as a predatory bisexual. Um <laughs> Is there any other kind? I feel like they're like, uh, no. Like here's the thing. Like bisexuals try to like do like divvy themselves up into like different categories. Like there are different categories of gay people, there are different like categories of lesbians, but there's like bisexuals are all just like in the same like mass of just, just an amorphous blob of simultaneously being predatory and awkward. Yeah. And like chaotic <laughs> and just and disaster. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god, there I mean, was an amazing, yeah. some amazing beautiful soul <laughs> on YouTube. I knew you were gonna bring this up because I was about to as well. <laughs> made a five-minute uh made a five minute like super cut of uh, just entitled Dr. Bashir being a disaster by for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and it really was like, it was underscored by the Wii music. And it was like, man, he, he is a disaster by. <laughs> also, he canonically cannot sit in a chair correctly. So there you go. <laughs> well, there, there you go. There you go. Meanwhile, the stereotypes that trans women get are communist cat girl, communist cat girl. You know, <laughs> that's your choice. Programmer. You could be a programmer. programmer. Too. There are programmers. That's right. Uh, or or a synth musician. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In fact, one of, I think I can't remember her name, but one of like the early yeah. uh, innovators in like synth music was was a trans woman who had <laughs> to like who like you know, didn't want to come out in like the seventies, but had already started transitioning. And so had these egregiously fake sideburns that she put on her, on her cheeks. Uh, yeah. But it was the seventies. So no one noticed. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, let me, let me look up who she is. Let me see. That's not fair. You could also be a film director. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. The three types of trans women. <laughs> Communist, 
synthy musician and film director and programmer and programmer. I'm sorry. You have four choices. Uh, I think it was, if I'm, if this is the right person that I'm thinking of, it's Wendy Carlos. I think anyway. Um, but yeah. Anyway, I'm excited for JoJo's part six. We need to get caught up, Elise. <laughs> How far behind are you? I'm still on part three because at least everyone wants to watch it. I just watch it without me. <laughs> just watch it without me. I do not care. But it's care. quarantine. You're always here. <laughs> just, just, I can watch my shows and you could go watch it on the fucking computer or something. I guess I could do that, yeah. Yeah, see? I'm not holding you back. You're holding yourself back. <laughs> God, I hate JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm sorry. You you only hate it because Iraqi makes the bad guys kill a dog so that you know they're the bad guy. But it happens in every season. It happens like, it doesn't happen in every season, but it happens more times than people are comfortable with. (laughs) See, this is, this is... This is the curse that you're going to have, Elise, is that if you watch it with him, you'll see everything. But if you don't watch it with him, it's just in the background, you're going to catch the really weird shit. (laughs) I will never forget. I will never forget the time that I was watching. I was watching the Death 13 episode and you came in and were like, why is that guy feeding poop to a baby? I'm like, well, he's an evil baby. Oh god! And it totally I forgot about that. I <laughs> and I promised you it makes one hundred percent sense in context of the episode. <laughs> but you just happened to come in at what might be the single weirdest part of maybe the entire series. <laughs> Ugh, I didn't deserve that. <laughs> he's an evil Nobody baby. Deserves that I just... he's 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 baby he's baby Freddy Krueger. Oh my god. Why? Uh. Works for a vampire. He's <laughs> gonna kill you in your dreams. <laughs> JoJo's is great. And see, if you it's don't have good. that context, you just see people feeding poop to a baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's everything that's gonna happen if you just let it happen in the background. Yeah. I have like a very distinct memory of this happening. <laughs> Like, like, I don't know what I came home from. I just remember opening the door at our old apartment and just looking at the fucking TV screen. And it was, it was just this guy, this honking, big ass, baldy, bodybuilding dude feeding poop to a baby. Kakuin. He doesn't get a name. (laughs) He doesn't get a name. It's fine. (laughs) He's he's best. Let's boy. move on. He's one of, let's oh, right. let's move, on move on from JoJo's bizarre adventure, since none of us have anything good to say about it. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best. God, I mean, you already play. Oh my god! So this is back in our fucking lives. Okay? <laughs> oh no! It's fucking Dark Souls because they released it for like the PS4. No, it was it's, it was on sale. It's been on it's been on the PS4. Okay. So I guess it was on sale and I was like half asleep and and Nick was just like, babe, do you mind if I buy this? I was like, whatever, it's fine. But it was not fine. It was Dark Souls and he got Dark Souls. So Dark Souls, like Nick has only had it for the computer. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And so, which is fine because we've hit the computer in a whole another room in the apartment. So I can just close the fucking door and I don't have to listen to it. But no, now it's on the PS4, which is in our living room. And so no matter where you go, Dark Souls is there. Are we going to need to bring the back game the game doesn't. I know. The game doesn't make a lot of noise. Do, what What's the part that makes a lot of noise, it's, Nicholas? It's me. And yeah. I can be in whatever room in the house. Oh I God. float around and I make noise. That's what I do. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> poltergeist now? Yeah. It's just a poltergeist like just yelling like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Just <laughs> screaming. Just screaming. And I'm like, are you okay? I don't scream <laughs> you that often. You 100% no. scream. It hasn't happened that much. Every time you play the game. Every time you play the game, you will scream at least once. That's true. At least once, yes. <laughs> Are we going to need to bring back the the three mentions of Dark Souls rule? Probably, probably. Because <laughs> it's been a while since we've had to pull that rule out. That is true. That is true. Because I mean, he's been pretty good about it. He's been, mm -hmm. but now, now. Well, now. I I beat Yakuza, and so like I was like, well, I'm going to see if there's another Yakuza oh. game that's on sale, and none of them were on sale, but Dark Souls Three was. I liked so I was watching like, you play Yakuza. Like that was fun. <laughs> there was story. There's there's better than story in Dark Souls. There's lore. Oh my god. Oh my god. Environmental storytelling, Elise. Cohen, it wasn't cool when I was a theater major at a private liberal arts college. It's environmental storytelling is not cool now either. It's always been cool. Just like James. Uh, Except not, because James was never cool. Except buddy. Alex, what do you have to contribute to this conversation? <laughs> As once again, we are moving on. Uh, <laughs> we well, have to keep have... this puppy going. <laughs> well, I have nothing to contribute about uh, Dark Souls. Uh, Good. But I have... <laughs> Sorry. But I have been... Uh, there is something that I did... What's, what? Did you get it? Did you get the the thing that I told I you? I didn't get the thing. Oh, damn. Okay. The reference. You said something about James. And I oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Did, did you get uh, uh, the game? Uh, fucking uh, Disco Elysium? Yes. I got it a while ago. I still haven't started playing it yet. Okay. Because um, the update's out. The update is out, and I will I will do that eventually. It's uh, I think I've got it downloaded on my computer. Um. Sorry, I no, I need, I need to thought. install it. I need to install it. Anyway, um, but there's something that you might be interested in, Nick. Okay. Because uh, the first episode of Megalobox Season 2 dropped. Oh, it did? Yeah. Oh, fuck. On Funimation. Ah, oh, damn it. Okay. But, you know, I like Crunchyroll, you can watch it without a subscription. It's just yeah. going to be with ads. That's true. Um, But... Oh God, it's so sad. No, <laughs> it starts in such a sad place. No, it ends so good. It does, and then five years later, and it's so sad. <laughs> but you got to start in the bottom, I guess, to work your way back up. That's true. Um, it's I, I I don't know what to make of the setting because like the the first season was set in like this kind of neo Tokyo like kind of futuristic. Yeah, it's like. It was it, it's sort of like like how they show Earth in Cowboy mm. Bebop a little bit, right? With but 
Yeah, this one, at least the first episode, I'm not sure if they're all going to be kind of like this, but at least the first episode has a very, like, American Southwest, like, Mexico theme. Huh. Like, there's, there's like, a cactus desert, and there's, like, a guy singing in Spanish. Uh, it's, like, it's very much, like, kind of going in that, that kind of vein. Um, like, you know, seedy bars and, and people, you know, kind of, kind of like, like a modern Western kind of thing. There was, like, a dash of that in the original series. Mm -hmm. Like, especially towards the beginning, where they're out in the junkyard, basically. Right, yeah. I don't know uh, where it's going to go. Like I said, first first episode is. Do you want me to? Do you want me to just kind of? No, please don't, because I have okay. no idea what's happening. I didn't even realize it was coming out so soon. Yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah, so uh, Megalobox season two, Nomad. Um, uh, check that out, and uh, we'll we'll give our thoughts in two weeks on the first three episodes. I guess. Yeah. Uh, Man, and I should also probably go back and watch. Didn't didn't we also get a second season of Legend of Galactic Heroes that I never watched? We did, and I watched back it all roots. the way through. Yeah, yeah. should go <laughs> and, back and uh, watch that one too. Check that out. Yeah, I think that's on Crunchyroll still. Uh, Crunchyroll and Funimation like to pass things back and forth between the two of them. Yeah. Uh, for example, um, did I talk about Cromarty High? I don't on think the so. podcast. Okay, so Cromartie High School is uh, an old anime that's like it's like a shit post if it was an anime. <laughs> okay. Okay, so it's like you know all the um the like stereotypical like uh delinquent characters in okay. animes. Mm -hmm. Imagine a school with just that. They're just delinquents and they're all idiots, but they're all like the kindest people you've ever met. Um, <laughs> and there's also like, like the, the main character is like the only one who looks like a normal person, but he somehow ended up at this school for delinquents. Um, there's also a robot named uh, Mekazawa. <laughs> oh my God. Who is just like a tin, like a tin can, like a robot with arms. And it's wearing like a, like a middle school uniform. Um, there is a gorilla. <laughs> it's just a gorilla. No explanation, doesn't talk or nothing. It's just, there's a fucking gorilla. Uh, and there is a man that is, does not speak a word, um, but looks exactly like Freddie Mercury. <laughs> oh my God. And they just call him Freddie. Oh my uh, God. <laughs> um, here. Do you do you mind if I if you take a step away to watch like the opening intro just to kind of get a feel for like the oeuvre <laughs> of this show? Okay, um, yeah, sure. So we can we can do this and then cut it out and then have our thoughts on this. Okay. Uh, real quick. Okay. All right, that was a thing we watched. That was a thing that we watched. That was a thing. So yeah, um, I think we've. I think my sister and I have gotten like, like halfway through. Each episode is only eleven minutes. Okay. Like, like it's 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 very short. It's very quick. And I think it was adapted from like, a, a I don't know some kind of serialized thing. Some kind of like, the back of the magazine they had these strips for it. Um, but 
I don't know. It's it's something that I'm surprised Nick has never seen. Because I'm, it's something that I think that you would probably appreciate. I'm only very tangently like in anime. And it's like, it kind of goes in like fits and starts. Like when something mm-hmm. comes out that I'm like, oh, I want to watch that. I'll get, I'll get into it again. But then mm-hmm. it's like, I, I don't really follow like things coming out. Like well, I didn't I mean, even know Megalobox was coming out. Well, well, I knew it was coming out. I just didn't know it was coming out like already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, the, the anime is from, like, 2003, 2004. Oh, really? So, yeah, oh, it's God. real fucking old. Um, what, wait, wait. I'm sorry, what? It's real fucking old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, what did you say? What were you the know, words that came out of your mouth? I mean, that is old for anime, at least. <laughs> yes, yes, I'll stand by that, okay? It's 2021, okay? <laughs> Ow. Okay. All right. 2003. <laughs> I didn't realize things that were around in 2003 are suddenly old now. I mean, I was around in 2003 and I'm getting I mean, old. If the, I guess if, if the anime were a person, it'd be legally about, allowed to vote in the United States this year. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we're saying. Uh, what's that meme of Squidward lying on the ground? Future! <laughs> Future! Uh, man, the forward progression of time uh, really blows. Yeah. Really, really blows. All right. Yeah. It'd be like that sometimes, though. It'd sometimes, be like that. Sometimes mm-hmm. it'd be that way. But anyway, the reason why I brought this up was because um, it was originally on Funimation, and then it got taken off Funimation and immediately put on Crunchyroll. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the point of that was that like the two of them like to like juggle Swap, things back yeah. and forth between the two of them, um, much like how I'm pretty sure Megalobox started on Crunchyroll and now it's on Funimation. That's where I watched it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, and for some reason, uh, the dub. The, the subs of um, My Hero come out on uh, Crunchyroll and the dubs come out on Funimation. That makes yeah. sense because doesn't I thought Funimation did the dubs or like had a hand I in mean, it. Maybe they they probably do. Yeah. That would be why it would show up on their thing. We watch but it on Why Hulu. wouldn't they also get the the rights to the subs? Why mm. would that only be for Crunchyroll? That, that's the kind of like I don't want to accuse the two like streaming the anime streaming giants of having a cartel, but <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. There's also High Dive, which has a lot of like weird shit that very few people are interested in, except for the original Legend of Galactic Heroes. I'm pretty sure is only streaming on High Dive. Oh, is that there? Okay, yeah, I've seen I've seen a few ads for that. Um... And I think, is that associated with uh, Verve? I have no idea. Probably. Okay. Because, like, Verve at one point was like, hey, this is, you know, going to be a thing. And then it was like, actually, it's just a conglomerate of a bunch of other things. Mm. Uh, And I think one of the things under there is High Dive. Um. Um, 
We did, though, watch an anime, I think, since the last time we recorded. Uh, oh, yeah. We watched Paprika. Oh, we did watch Paprika. Oh, I've heard good things. It is. It is really um, weird. It is weird, but it's like a good weird. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, it's it's done by the same person that did Tokyo Godfathers and Millennium Actress and Perfect Blue. Satoshi Kon. Yeah. Um, and it's really it's really hard to describe. Um, but essentially, there's like technology. It's it's, there, it's like it's Inception. Yeah. Like, it's Inception, okay. but like it does more with the premise. Like so there, rather than just being like a whodunit set in a dream. Um, it, it is that though. Yeah. Like it does have that. Cause it's someone has been using this technology to like try to kill people basically. Um, or at least trap them in the dreams. Mm. So like uh, traps them traps, like really high level um, like scientists and officials in, in basically like a coma like state. Um, so like a detective gets brought in to try to figure out like what to do, but like basically the, the theme or the message, I guess of the, the movie is like, you, you gotta also live like escapism is fine, but that can't be your only thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, and it's a lot about balance. It was really interesting. Cause like, it was one of those movies where like, as soon as we were done watching it, I was like, Oh God, we gotta go find somebody on YouTube to tell me what this fucking means. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then like after like I I like we watched a YouTube video about it, a couple of YouTube videos about it, and uh, I was like, no, that makes sense. Like that's a like that's like a solid argument for the themes of pa paprika, um, is that you know it's it's about the balance of escapism, and uh, in real life, you know, mm -hmm. and you can't solely exist in one or the other, um, mm -hmm. which was kind of like an interesting like nuanced thing to get from a film director, and it's very much about. It is, it is a movie about movies, um, but done in a, I think, in an interesting enough way that it doesn't feel self-congratulatory like a lot of like a lot of like Hollywood American movies do when they're like movies about movies. Because I feel like, you know, a lot of shit like La La Land and that kind of stuff mm -hmm. is 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 very like self-congratulatory and very like um self-obsessed right like like movies are great like if you ever watch like a, a a movie about movies made by an american it's or an american film company it's always like nope movies are great it's the best thing about uh, america it's our, our number one export um it's been doing it since singing in the rain if yeah, not before yeah exactly exactly and so uh so it was interesting to watch a movie about movies i was like yeah you like know take it in straight yeah it's fine like, it's it, good but like follow your passions, but also like, you know, keep a foot in reality too. Like that yeah. sort of a thing. Um, There's a really neat visual. Um, I hate to call it a gag. Uh, like right at the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, there's like a kind of a fun visual nod. Do you care if we spoil it? Go right ahead. Well, it's not really, we can talk about it without spoiling it. Cause the thing that I think, cause it, it what are, it's about, one of the characters ends the movie by going to the movies and you see the marquee of like all the things that are playing and mm -hmm. it's all of Satoshi Kon's other movies. Yeah. Oh, 
So it's like Tokyo Godfathers and uh, um, a Millennium Actress. But then he ends up going and seeing like the one movie that's not by Sak- <laughs> Sakoshi Toh. Um, which I thought was kind of funny um, that's playing. But yeah, and that, and that's kind of like the balance and the nuance, right? That mm-hmm. I don't know if you would get in in an American film. Um, you know, because it's not saying it's all bad because like the, you know, the main character who, you know, you're really invested in um, ends up ending the movie by going to see a movie. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's not just like, no, escapism is bad. Live in the real world. Um, Cause I feel like things can also swing very much that way. It's, it's a very like balanced, a very nuanced. Um, is it wrong of me to say that it's like a very, that it's like a pretty Japanese theme. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> I like, I think I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Like, in that, like it seems more like something that would appear in a Japanese f- film than an American film. Yeah. Um, yeah, so with that, I, I got that, and I also picked up um, the uh, Paranoia Agent Blu-ray set. So we haven't had a chance to watch that yet, but we've just given up on Utena. I don't, I don't know. I've, I've kind of accepted that, like maybe that is a thing that just needs to stay in my youth, and I don't necessarily need to revisit. Um, yeah, because you got really uncomfortable with. The... I did. I did get really, really uncomfortable. I was like, one of those things where I'm like, how the fuck was I watching this? Mm. when i was like 12 13 years old like i was too young to be watching this this show but anyway yeah i i kind of stopped watching it myself Um, yeah i got i got the first couple of episodes of the third arc yeah um and it it got like with um uh anthony's brother and all it got very uncomfortable yeah it gets even more uncomfortable it well Yes. Yeah, she she Jesus. she starts to like, you know, become resistant to him and he gets like a little, you know, more violent. Oh. Uh yeah, no, it's not great. Um it is it is it trauma. is a show about like abuse and trauma. Yeah. And you sort of like forget it because it's like it has all of those like dumb episodes, mm-hmm. like the curry episode and stuff which are fun and I love them. Um, but then it's like, ha oh, all of these people are in pain. So um, I might I might go back to it at another point if I'm, I don't know, feeling emotionally stable enough to do so. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for now, we will we will put an end to our segment of Antenna Watch. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was part of it, too, was that we just kind of were like, we want things that are like more uplifting than Utena. And then yeah. we watched that uh, six hour long documentary about. Uh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> we, <laughs> yes, we watched more the uplifting. HBO. Uh, is, that wasn't exactly the same day. Like, that was, what, yeah. We, that was like a week later or something. What did we end up watching instead? Um, That was like. I feel like we just ended up going back to like Bob's burgers and stuff. I think so. Yeah. Or we watched like a bunch of YouTube. Like, I think we just like, we fell into like a bunch of our old habits um man the the cue into the storm it is interesting it is really fucking like i don't okay so this is like a wild tangent are you ready are you ready for a wild tangent (laughs) i'm ready to learn about the cues okay so (laughs) so it's interesting so John Delancey. John Delancey's a dick (laughs) yeah but he's gonna be in picard season two he's gonna be in picard season two um so okay 
if you have HBO um, or if you're stealing someone's HBO Max subscription, <laughs> um, like, you know, we are, we don't because we're adults. Um, we pay for our own HBO. Suck at HBO. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so it's, so it's interesting because there's been like a fair number of like <sighs> podcasts um, and YouTube videos going into Q and debunking Q and, and all of these kinds of things and following because so if you don't know about the Q movement, oh my God. Okay. First of all, what fucking year are you living in? But who's Pepe Sylvia? Who's so okay. So the Q What year in, are you living in and can we join you? Right. Uh so in a minute or less, it is basically this like far right online movement that is layers and layers of conspiracy theories um this is where you get like pizzagate comes from not exactly they're um, they're, they're, they're tangential to each other but pizzagate, the pizzagate chrome. but in essence they are people thinking that there is a secret cabal which there is of pedophiles which there isn't um who are kidnapping children and stealing adrenochrome and ruling the world. So like this is the problem with it, right? Because it's like there there is a group, there is a cabal of people running this world and they're all on Forbes top 100 list, right? Like they have names and addresses and you can go to their houses. Right, like it's it's like Jeff Bezos, it's Bill Gates. Like and yes, Bill Gates is like evil, but it's not because he's like you know, trafficking children or like a horrible pedophile or anything. It's because he like he has uh, he's a billionaire and he didn't share any of his wealth with the workers and has fought for tooth and nail for years against really common sense tax law. Right. It, it's because he killed uh, Netscape. <laughs> because he killed Netscape. I mean, I'm but, like, only partially yeah, joking about that. Yeah. But, but you know what I mean? Like it's, it's not, it's capitalism, baby. Like that's, that's what's wrong. That's the the cabal of people that are are as as George Collins said, it's a big club and you ain't in it. Um and and so that's what's kind of difficult about like watching people get wrapped up in Q because it's like, well you're you're right. You know, things are wrong and things could be better. Um but it's not it's like It's not because Hillary Clinton drinks adrenochrome. It's not cuz yeah, exactly. Like there's no like that pizza place in DC doesn't even have a fucking basement. Like none of the things that you think are the reasons why things are wrong. And like, they, they believe very fervently or some of them believe very fervently that like Trump was supposed to be some sort of savior that was going to like blow the lid off of this, like wide open. And, um, and it's like, no, he was friends with the pedophile rapist. Um, you know, and yeah, like Bill Clinton's fucking evil. Like he is a pedophile rapist, but like, I don't know. Anyway, I don't know why I'm going on that. I feel like I'm going on a very like embarrassing political rant. Um, <laughs> no, but essentially fine. like this is, this is what the Q people believe. And it started off like in anonymous posting forums, like 4chan, or I guess it like, no, it didn't start in Reddit. Cause Reddit, you can't really be anonymous. Right. No. So it starts in 4chan and it moves partially. to 8chan. Um, and so basically it's interesting because there's been several like podcasters following this story for many, many years, but this is kind of like the first main, like mainstream, I guess. Um, besides like there's, there's been like insulary news coverage, um, especially with what happened in January 6th and our nation's capital um, and people being like, what the fuck are these Q people? And so you've had like over the years, you've had insulary um, like CNN and MSNBC kind of say like, 
well, it's like these people and this weird conspiracy theory and blah, 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 blah. But there hasn't been a lot of like in-depth reporting. And so um, this is kind of like the first time that you've seen and that there's been like a really like long form documentary series about the Q movement, right? Mm -hmm. Um, What is interesting, what is interesting about this series, Q Into the Storm by HBO, is um, his, basically his focus, his conceit, which he doesn't like, or his thesis, I guess, um, which he doesn't really do a great job of articulating until about like the last episode or two is basically his goal is to figure out who the fuck Q is. Um, so that is like, that is what he is interested in. Um, because there's like, if a, it's, if it's a one person, yeah. Like if it's one person, if it's a group of people, if it's somebody from Trump's inner circle, if it's some like douchebag living in his mom's basement, he wants to figure out like who it is, right. He wants to figure out who's the person behind Q. And so you spend like, six plus hours right because every episode is at least an hour long um trying to get the to the bottom of q and then he sort of brings in a couple of other threads along the way like he touches on um you know what happened at the capitol he touches on uh the various protests how the q movement brought in anti-maskers um pizzagate he talks about pizzagate um but really at the heart of it is kind of this feud between um the creator of 8chan uh named fred uh frederick brennan frederick brennan okay so it's this guy that created 8chan and then jim and ron watkins so jim is a dad jim is the father and ron is his son okay um basically fred is like an extremely on like he's about nick and my age um he's an he's a bit younger i think i'm pretty sure because he was like yeah so he, he's like, he's like, a, a like a, certainly like firmly in the millennial standing. Right. right. Um, and so he, you know, kind of wanted to take Reddit and wanted to take 4chan and combine them together into one um, posting site, which he called one board site, which he called 8chan. Right. And um, he gets in over his head. The site grows much faster than he's able to keep up with. And this like kind of independently wealthy asshole named Jim Watkins um, ends up buying it. And it doesn't make any money because like it's a disgusting cesspool of the internet and people are just kind of like, well, you know, and he keeps going like, why the fuck are you like, why are we running this website? Like it doesn't make any money. Like it doesn't make any sense. And basically you come to find out like Jim likes having the power um, and so it's kind of like a shiny toy. It's a shiny toy for an American businessman, right? Living in the Philippines. Living in the Philippines. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, you some guys have boats. Like he literally says Fred was like, think of it like a boat, right? <laughs> um, and so and the documentary spends like at least half the time kind of going over the feud between these three individuals because basically Fred looking around and because the fact that like it is, it was named like HN was kind of named as like a site that allowed far right and Nazi groups to grow in power and in reach. Um, they're like, you know, the Christchurch shooter in New Zealand, like posted his fucking manifesto on HN. Right. It's mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of people, especially like young men getting radicalized on this website and then taking 
violent actions in the streets. And Frederick basically makes it his life mission to get this site shut down. Um, which Jim and Ron are not fans of, right? Like they are kind of, and so this is like one of the things that like the cute people, like it's, it's like, they're not, they're conservative, right? But for them, it's more like, don't tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a defender of free speech. I have rights. Don't tell me what to do. Like, I'm going to do what I want because I have a lot of money and I'm insulated from consequence. Um, which is kind of the fucking problem, right? Like, mm-hmm. all these people, it's, it's like, it's not adrenochrome. It's like people being entitled assholes, right? right? Like, it's it's yeah. the way that wealth can insulate you from consequence and the way that we have set up our society to allow you to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And, and that's kind of what the frustrating thing is about people who follow, fall into QAnon, right? Um, you know, cause it's, it's good to be skeptical and, you know, yeah, you should look at things with a critical eye, but you know, like, anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't want to be like overly gracious or generous to people that, that fall into Q, but, um, to a certain extent, it's like, you know, you can see how people, how well-meaning people get wrapped up. But then they get radicalized, right? They get radicalized and then they're probably like their own Mm -hmm. innate tendencies to be racist and xenophobic because they live in America get amplified and you get stuck. You get stuck in this, this, um, fucking cesspool of shit. And, um, so do you want me to spoil the end of the documentary? Go right ahead. Tell me who, who is Q? So, so basically he doesn't can't prove it he can't prove it but but it's ron watkins okay it's it's the fucking owner of the site well the 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 admitted the son of the owner of the site the son of the owner of the site right Mm -hmm. and he basically all but admits that he is q in in the course of the documentary and he follows these guys for years like i think he starts the documentary in like 2017 or something like um it's it's he has been filming for a long fucking time and um you know so there's like a lot of because because it started on like 4chan there's some question about like you know maybe it was somebody more important but there's like a very distinct date from when the q post change in like nature and um and kind of hosting and like there's they go into it all the like kind of digital forensics of it um they go into in the documentary but essentially it's like there's a very clear point in time where the the q account gets taken over by ron watkins and talk about like blood on your fucking hands right Mm. and and sort of the 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 drum that like frederick um keeps beating throughout the entire documentary series is like they just want power they just they love having the ear of the president they love being associated with people like you know general general flynn and and roger stone like it's not making them any money um but they just they like the feeling of being powerful they like the feeling of being listened to and followed and Mm -hmm. that's that's it. Like that's kind of their driving force behind it. And it's sort of disgusting to think about that and sitting, you know, the year of our Lord 2021 in April when it's like, how many people have like, how many people have literally died 
And then how many people have had their lives utterly destroyed by the Q movement, either by, you know, losing family members or being, you know, being radicalized or like, I mean, cause if you go, cause that's a lot of what the, the, a lot of what the journalism has focused on is the people who are, who are getting their lives destroyed by this movement. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess what the unique voice is with this documentary is he's like, no, I'm going to fucking find out. I'm going to use like the money and influence that I get from HBO to find out who the hell is Q. Um, and you essentially do, right? Like you essentially it's, it's Ron Watkins. And like, maybe he wasn't the person in the beginning that's still kind of like up for debate, but like pretty much since 2018, like Ron Watkins has been the voice of Q. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is, it is a weird doc. It's definitely worth watching. I think, um, I think it gets a little, because the thesis is very focused on like, we're going to find out who Q is. I think there's parts of it that get, I don't know, glib. That might not be the best word about the influence and, and what the Q movement has done. Yeah, they, they kind of gloss over a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And to focus mostly on like this sort of cat and mouse. We think that these guys are the ones responsible and we want to try to get them to slip up kind of a story. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all of this stuff about like people having their lives destroyed, people being fucking murdered, mass shootings kind of becomes background noise um to to the cat and mouse game right Mm -hmm. which in fairness i think that if you've paid any sort of attention to world events over the last four years you kind of have an idea that these things are related perhaps and were you awake on january 6th right right so it's like i i feel like that part of the story is pretty well covered by just like the news media and as i pointed out to elise while we were watching it it's like you know, if you're interested in like the the minutia and the the very specifics, there's like 200 something episodes of QAnon Anonymous to listen to. There's yeah. uh, uh, there's Q clearance. There's uh, True Anon. Like you can get into it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And like to be fair, you know, they interview the QAnon guys. Um, they the QAnon Anonymous. Um, they don't get as much play as the people who are promoting um, the Q conspiracies. Um, but, you know, like they're they're in there. I don't know. In- uh, there, there are people there are people who've been studying this movement and they they talk to experts and um, political scientists who've been been studying this stuff. But, um, yeah, I mean, it is. And I mean, it's to a certain extent, it's like it's an HBO documentary. So it's very like. It's very fun and very glossy to watch, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's got, I mean, it's got like not quite Game of Thrones money, but, you know, <laughs> early Sopranos for sure. Um. <laughs> that that uh that intro sequence, though, that's a very Game of Thrones intro sequence. For, oh, yeah. For each episode. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they, they, they really saw like the, the Game of Thrones and were like, we're going to keep using this. <laughs> Hopefully nobody will notice. Like I said, if you have like an HBO Max subscription and um, you're interested in learning more about Q, like I don't know how much you learn about QAnon, um, like the effects of the movement or anything, but like I mean, you do kind of get a very good understanding of like 
how people get brought into the movement and how it mm -hmm. spreads. Um, do, do they give you any resources to help you if you are a, uh, if, if you, you or a loved one are affected by QAnon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do they give any? No, they don't. No. Um, <laughs> there is no like hotline that you can call at the end to be like, hi, my boomer, my boomer mom got like sucked into QAnon. So anyway. I mean, in fairness, I don't think that there are like cult deprogramming hotlines, but there probably <laughs> should be. There you know, if be. we're going to keep producing as a country, if we're going to keep producing cults, we need to have a fucking hotline for people to call. Yeah. That's a free idea. If anybody who's better <laughs> equipped than me wants to start that, feel free. Yeah. No, that's that sounds uh that sounds interesting. Yeah, to to see not just the the kind of origins of of uh QAnon, but also like all that stuff about 8chan. Yeah. Um, just kind of like the the cesspool with which births yeah, far right movements, and it, them and 4chan. And, and it's interesting because, you know, one of the things that they kind of talk about in the documentary is how it's like it's like 8chan in these places are kind of where people come to roost. It's like where the chickens come home to roost, mm -hmm. you know, because it's like they talk about, especially with like the Christchurch shooting. They talked a lot about how like it's really like YouTube, you know, um, the YouTube algorithm kind of pushing you more and more to more and more extreme content. Um, mm -hmm. But then it's like well, where do you go to share your views or to learn more or to connect? And it's like, you go to fucking 8chan and then you're told like, go get an AR-15 and shoot up a Walmart, you know? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, oh God, it's, it's so gross. Mm -hmm. And it really is like, and the, the, the nice thing though, I think that he does, maybe not nice, but like the documentarian really does take aim at, at the U S laws specifically um, because he's like, you know, a lot of this, it's because of like how shitty our laws are written, mm. <laughs> you know, cause yeah, like these things, I mean, you know, like, yeah, they're happening all over the world, but it's like, you know, in Germany, right. There's a lot more, like, there's a lot stricter laws about like what you can and cannot say on the internet. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and it kind of, it kind of takes aim a lot at the legislation and basically saying like, you know, there's got to be a better way of doing this um, that, you know, you still allow people to like have opinions, but like you don't allow them to, you know, to share their Nazi. Yeah. Yeah. yeah to be more, a fucking Nazi. Nazis, right. Like yeah. you can be a dick. You can't be a Nazi. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, it was, it was like, and that was the, I guess it's like, I just felt like a little gross sometimes watching it mm -hmm. because it's like, you would be like, you'd get super into it and it's like, oh my God, like it's like popcorn. Like I want to know, like, like it's like almost like watching like a popcorn movie. Like I, I need to know what happens next. Like I think we watched mm -hmm. like three episodes, like back to back to back one day. Um, and then sort of like afterwards I was like, man, this is a, this is a movement that has really fucked some shit up. <laughs> You yeah. know, for individuals and for like our democracy at large. And so that was the part that I was like afterwards, I was like, man, I feel I feel gross <laughs> being <laughs> like watching this like I would watch like a Marvel movie. Mm -hmm. You know? So maybe, maybe that's just outside. me. Maybe that's not on like, yeah. right? Yeah. And then and then like you drive to the grocery store and you see like a bumper sticker with like, you know, where we go one, we go all, and you're like, fuck. 
This thing is here and it's here. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, so fucking depressing. Mm -hmm. The worst part is like the kids, like people are bringing like, like somebody brought like a, a baby to a, to a, like a Trump rally and wrote like a big Q on the kids, like onesie. And it's just like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Um, speaking of politics, if you don't mind this kind of... No, 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 go for it, go for it. I've been ranting for, uh, like, a long time. We didn't start with politics? Oh, my God. We didn't start with... You know, we put our goddamn news at the end this time for That's some reason. That's a weird... <laughs> That's a world That's turn Let's see if that helps engagement. <laughs> I, don't, I don't fucking know. Um, but, no, I've been... I've been kind of hard-pressed hard to watch anything new recently mm. or kind of read anything new recently. Because uh, I've been focusing on having the Derek Chauvin trial on in the background. Oh, Ugh. how's yeah, that going? That sounds like a fun time. It's not, <laughs> but it's important, I guess. That's true. So and, help me understand, because it's mm-hmm. not. It's not. Is it a? It's not a criminal case. Right? It is. It is. Yeah, he's he's accused of second and third degree murder. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I be wasn't first degree murder, but whatever. I guess like I feel bad. It's I wasn't paying attention. The premeditated to it. part. Yeah. Um, I wasn't paying attention to it because I thought it was a civil suit. Mm, um, because no, that happens a lot, right? Um, unfortunately, where like people find that they can't get justice through our justice system, go fucking mm-hmm. figure, and so they end up like. Um, doing a lot of like civil suit. And so that's what I thought this was. I didn't realize that it was like an actual criminal trial. No, the state of Missis- the state of Minnesota versus Derek Chauvin. Fucking good. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> accused of second, third and second degree murder, third degree murder and second degree manslaughter. Good. Um, I mean, it should be first degree, but okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll take what we can get. I think the reason they didn't go with first degree is the premeditated part. Like it right. was a murder that happened the, you know, like he didn't show up saying, I'm going to kill somebody. It like, oh, now you're resisting. Now I'm going to kill you kind of thing. Yeah. So it like happened in the course of doing something else. Um, But, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's, we're still in the prosecution um Ugh. stage. Uh, it, there's apparently uh 400 people included in the prosecutor's uh, witness list. Huh. Um, wow. Yeah. I keep seeing, like, I keep reading articles. Mm-hmm. Um, that are like, and this person is called to testify, and this person was called to testify. Mm-hmm. God, like the poor, like I feel so bad. Um, they called like the kid. Mm-hmm. Um, that took the footage. Well, I was gonna say they also called the kid that worked at the convenience store. Yeah, they they had him show up and testify as one of the first ones, and he was just like, I, you know, I just wouldn't have said anything. Mm-hmm. Like I, if I knew that this is how it was going to end, I just would have kept my mouth shut. And that, and one of, that to me is like really heartbreaking. One of the wildest things about that one is that he apparently called his boss. Yeah. Cause about the, the $20 bill and his boss was like, yeah, if you don't go ahead, if you can't get it from him, then we're going to take it out of your pay. And that's apparently Fuck. like super illegal to do. <laughs> but that's what they, they said anyway. That's um, so heartbreaking. That's mm-hmm. so fucked up. Yeah. So, but also, um, too, like, I mean, okay, like, this is this has been talked about, like, a lot of times, but, like, anybody could have a counterfeit $20 bill. 
Mm-hmm. Like if you if you are a person that just carries cash on you, like very like you're supposed to, like I fucking worked retail. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I Nick has worked retail. Like mm-hmm. you're not always checking and store policies vary um from mm-hmm. store to store. So not every, you know, that's why $20 bills are often counterfeited because unlike a 100 or a 50 where there is a store policy of like you have to check every $100 and 50 um, there's just not. And so there's tons of counterfeit 20s just hanging around, mm-hmm. you know, and it's and like, it's like worth your time to counterfeit them because yeah. it costs less to make it. Yeah. Uh, than and, like counterfeiting ones or something. Yeah. Like that. yeah. And, you know, it's it is no indictment. Mm-hmm. It is it is no indictment on your character mm-hmm. if you have a fucking counterfeit $20 bill like anybody anyone could have if you carry cash you mm-hmm. could have a $20 bill that was counterfeited yeah it doesn't mean that you're the counterfeiter yeah uh and even if it does it doesn't justify a murder it's not a fucking, murder it's not a death sentence <laughs> no right it's a 20 it's and a 20 fucking dollar bill being on drugs doesn't doesn't necessitate a extrajudicial death sentence, no matter yeah. what they say. And that's that's or, the thing that keeps coming up. Is nor does it defense... constitute a judicial death sentence no. either. Like yeah. being on drugs. <laughs> no. Um, and that's that's the thing, is that the the whole defense's argument is to try to throw as throw George Floyd under the bus as much as possible. Um, and we keep having to remind them that like, George Floyd is not on trial. Yeah. He is dead. Michael Chauvin is on trial. Uh, Derek Chauvin is on trial. He's the murderer. Uh, and it, yeah, it, it's fucking, who cares it, what, what, um, if, uh, if Floyd, you know, was high or not. Who cares if he, you know, had a heart condition or not? You shouldn't have been kneeling on his neck for nine fucking minutes. Um, yeah. And they pull out like all the stops to to try to prove that, and then you know this weaselly um, cop lawyer gets on the, on the stand and like does his bit and just kind of like makes it gross for everyone. Yeah. Um, That's what they do. Yeah. Yeah. it's a it's also it's a jury trial too like it there are jurors that are gonna have to sit through all of this too yeah um and as someone who was recently called for jury duty i'm like is this what it's gonna be like okay um no they're they're gonna turn your communist ass away alex (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna show up and they're gonna be like oh this bitch no (laughs) she she's gotta go (laughs) like (laughs) They they they'll put me on the stage. They'll look at me. They'll, have, they'll be like, um, "All right, so what are you? Are you, your... are you the are you the cat girl or are you the communist?" And I'll be ooh woo, and they'll be like, "Oh, get out, <laughs> <laughs> ooh woo, comrade." You're just show up and you're like hammer and sickle earrings, and they're like, "Yeah, turn around." Oh, I accidentally. Okay, yeah, this morning. So I have a um, this like red army, like this. Uh, People's Liberation Army hat that I got off the internet. I, I wear it when I like brush my teeth to keep my hair out of my face. And I forgot to take it off this morning when I went to take out the trash. And I like I didn't notice until I was on the way back in. It's like, 
oh, what's that on my head in the reflection of the glass? Oh shit, I was wearing this outside. Uh. Listen, if you if you wear that, I'm pretty to sure the, if you wear that to um to to wear because like when they do the the juries and they they tell mm-hmm. you like if you get to sit on the jury if you got to go home, I I'm pretty sure they'll look at that and be like, mm, well, no, because <laughs> you got to you got to dress nicely, right? Yeah. So, so I don't think I could wear that hat in anything that would constitute That's as nice. dressing nicely. That's nice. It's it's a fucking like five dollar. <laughs> it has, it's like so fucking thin. It's, <laughs> it's part of this the is a knockoff. Uniform. It's a knockoff <laughs> okay. Chinese military uh, uniform. Um, uh. But no, what I would go with is I would go with the the sailor suit and the the Soviet beret. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Would, and then they're just gonna mm. be like, mm, no. Like turn turn around. Uh, See you never. Actually, we're gonna take you off the juror <laughs> list <laughs> permanently. Actually, could you stay for questioning? <laughs> God, the answer is no. Just so you know, like do not do not go to another location, Alex. Like you just need to <laughs> Do not go to a secondary location. <laughs> Be like, no, thank you. Go back to your car. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so so that's been going on. Um, you know, big important stuff. It It's weird that it's being like live streamed. Like, but I guess that's the times we live in. Yeah. You know, it's just being live streamed on and YouTube. I'm sure um, that was like. I'm sure there was like a very intentional decision mm-hmm. by like the the prosecutor. Yeah, you it know? was it was very intentional to to make it open to the public and um yeah, and, and like the the defense fought against that but the judge ruled in its favor. Good. So, so so we can we can start the rioting as soon as they acquit as him. As soon right? as they right. they the, have the the, um, the second the not guilty. Yeah. Um, we can just go burn down a fucking IHOP. <laughs> well, there's an empty one. Don't just burn down our house. <laughs> International House of Pancakes. <laughs> you don't shit where we eat, Nicholas. <laughs> you don't burn down where I get $1.99 stacks of pancakes. <laughs> Fine, Applebee's then. Well, if any place deserves it, it's Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't really have anything good to say. I mean, they're not running. They're not currently running their uh, unlimited chicken tender, chicken finger uh, <laughs> promotion. So I, I guess it's fine. Um, <laughs> I feel like this podcast, this particular episode, I feel like is going to get like used in some sort of indictment. <laughs> I don't like, know. Guess what, guys? Government. Like next week, we're like, ooh, woo. For any government agents listening in, all of these are jokes. <laughs> they are not meant to be serious requests of targeting Just or anything. Joking. Like For legal purposes, this was a joke. This is um, a joke. Um, but yeah. ooh, ooh, no new episode this week, y'all. We got taken in for custody. <laughs> <laughs> in unrelated news, this Applebee is burnt down. <laughs> <laughs> Find the Applebee's that is like equidistance between us. Yeah. <laughs> there probably is one, like oh, immediately in the middle. You know what sucks about Applebee's? <laughs> <laughs> go on an Applebee's rant. Go, go off, go off. Away. I just, I think all the crap on the wall, right? What the fuck? 
fuck is that about? <laughs> <laughs> like, and it's it's just we're first of all, where do you get this crap? <laughs> like, I don't know. I think franchisees who like open it, they just like. If you have a garage sale and you can't sell everything, <laughs> then the Applebee's company will be like, hey, would you like a discount on, a, on an Applebee's franchise? <laughs> <laughs> just stick this in there. Right. There's just like corporate uh, corporate overlords like trolling, mm-hmm. trolling the like Raytheon Acres suburbs of, of D.C. being like, hey. It looks like you got a lot of stuff on your hands. You want to turn that stuff into cash? No, 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 not by selling it. By putting it on the walls of this Applebee's. <laughs> like, God, yeah. And it's like every every fucking one of them looks exactly the same, but like in really like weirdly different ways. So it's mm-hmm. like you always feel like you're sort of like you're sort of half in reality and half like in a dream state every you're time in you go a liminal into a space. Applebee's. It's an it's a liminal space. Yes, of yes. <laughs> you know, airports, gas stations at three a.m., Applebee's they, anytime. How do they get the random? They even even Denny's, the fucking airport. There is mm-hmm. shit on the walls of the airport Applebee's, and it's like I know you did not get this like fucking like uh like a uh, canoe or <laughs> through through goddamn TSA. Like what is? What is I gotta strategy? wonder. I gotta wonder if like some of those things they just like mass produce at the Apple Key- Applebee's corporate headquarters. It's gotta be. It's oh like there's one person who makes paddles. So here's a really kind of depressing story. Do you want to hear a kind oh. of depressing story? Sure. Tangentially sure. related to what you're saying, the answer is yes. Some of that stuff is mass produced. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a. Okay, so this is kind of a bonkers thing. But um, I'm fascinated by this. Like, I have no idea what you're about to talk about. Okay, so this doesn't have to do with Applebee's, but it has to do with Brooks Brothers. Okay, so Brooks Brothers, um, fine clothier for <laughs> the octogenarian in your life, um, and the worst 25 year olds <laughs> you've ever met. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did go to Cornell. Uh, you can tell by my Brooks Brothers sweater. Like those fucking douchebags, right? Like mm-hmm. the little, you know, like the the little lobsters on my Bermuda shorts. Um, <laughs> those fucking douchebags. <laughs> I went to Yale, but I'm a fun Yale. Anyway. <laughs> um, so Brooks Brothers, unsurprisingly, um, uh, folded, like uh, filed for bankruptcy um, a few years ago, right? Mm-hmm. So, but all of their stores, they're pretty famous for having these like really well decorated stores. So all of that shit got sent to um basically these like small business owners. They own like their retirement goal was to like own a warehouse. And like landlording's not cool, but it's like, okay, it's a fucking warehouse, like it's a storage facility. People got to store their shit somewhere. Like, okay, that's fine, right? And mm-hmm. um that's the, the the that's how you know I'm a, a democratic socialist. I'm just kidding. Um, I'm like, oh, you can have a little a warehouse as a treat. But um, so they shoved the Brooks Brothers took all of their stuff and they shoved it in this warehouse that's owned by this couple, right? And now, um, but because of bankruptcy laws for corporations, they don't have to pay their back rent, and they owe half a million dollars in back rent. Jeez. on this warehouse that is filled to the brim with Brooks Brothers crap 
And it's not like the <laughs> stupid Bermuda shorts with the lobsters on them. It's like the fake food they would put out for their Thanksgiving displays. Oh my God. Or the, like, there's like a bajillion Christmas trees back there and fake canoes. And so like, it's all of the shit that they would ship out to various like Brooks brothers stores around the country. And then mm -hmm. they would just, they would store it when it wasn't being in use. Mm -hmm. And, um, and these, these, this poor like husband and wife, like their retirement plan was like, we'll just live off of, the the rental income from their warehouse well now their warehouse is being like repossessed essentially because they defaulted on their mortgage because fucking brooks brothers doesn't have to pay them a goddamn dime for storing their stupid christmas trees well then can't they sell those christmas trees i mean they can but like there's not enough christmas trees in there to pay for like a half million dollars worth of back mortgage payments oh, you know what i mean like like all of that because i mean it's it's like i said like it's not good merchandise it's it's shit you know and so it's like they've work. been working with um they've been working with like various like estate sales people and so they've earned like a little bit of it but they've earned like basically twenty five thousand dollars on this like half million dollar tab and they've yeah. gone to like the government they've gone to like um lawyers and things being like can you fucking help us out and they're like basically because of the way that bankruptcy laws are written in favor of corporations and the people that run them. No, there's like nothing that you can do. Mm. Um, except for maybe hopefully sell this to an Applebee's and open an Applebee's. You, you have the garage sale stuff. Applebee's <laughs> is going to come for you sooner or later. It's like, Hey, do you want to open an Applebee's? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So anyways. Do you want to open the biggest Applebee's? <laughs> We're going to open up an Applebee's, Applebee's in this warehouse. And it, <laughs> I thought you said Annapolis for a second. It's like an Annapolis-sized Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> but an yeah, Applebee's. anyway, these people are like fucking screwed. And uh, mm -hmm. it's really, it's really depressing. Um, just and But it's like, but it's not a unique case. Like there's mm -hmm. a lot of basically like for every sort of like Brooks Brothers or like Toys R Us, right, that goes out of business, there's just like a dozen kind of small, smaller enterprises that just get fucked over um, mm -hmm. because they're like, I don't have to pay you. Suck it. I got my golden parachute, motherfucker. And like I get to like just hop off into the sunset in my like stupid you know, playing by, wool, yeah, playing by rich blend, people rules. cream colored, uh, fake fisherman sweater. <laughs> yeah, playing by rich people rules. There's, you know. Yeah. You know, you know, Brooks Brothers, uh, if you spread around the wealth more, there would have been more rich people to no. buy your fucking shit. What? <laughs> That's not how that works. I know, Maybe right? you should, should have paid your employees enough that they could have purchased your goods. Right? <laughs> I don't know. You could have expanded your uh, clothing options to include plus sizes instead of stopping at like a 10. <laughs> Jeez, really? Yeah, I think they their their clothing stopped at like a 12, maybe a 14. But like like Banana Republic, um, a fourteen there was like a ten or a twelve at like a Target or a um like an Old Navy or something. Mm. So their their stuff tended to like run much smaller. She's mm -hmm. can't can't they just like have I don't know standardized clothing sizes? Like isn't that a thing and people could do? Like, I mean, right now our clothing sizes are, I mean, this is like such a long ass podcast, but, um, mm -hmm. it's fine. We didn't gone in a week. You know, that's sure. true. We missed a week. Um, up time. clothing sizes, particularly in America are kind of fucked anyway, especially women's clothing. 
mm-hmm. um, because that's what they tried to do. That was one of their um, one of FDR's like work schemes back in the 1930s. I shouldn't say like a work scheme because that makes it makes me sound like a Republican. But basically, like one of his like job uh, creations was like, hey, we should have a standardized um, a standardized sizing and like that everybody can work from right. Like so it was a government program, mm-hmm. but like the women that they recruited and paid for were all women who were starving as a result of um, the depression of the depression oh, so like <laughs> oh my god i never knew this yeah. oh, god. So that's why everybody's like what the fuck is wrong with clothing sizes why don't they fit anyone why is like a bunch of people arbitrarily labeled as like plus size for really just being like normal average kind of looking people and why everybody's like oh my god i can't believe like you know like the average size <laughs> of the american it's like, because we're literally basing our clothing uh, sizes off of off of skinny white starving women from the 1930s like that is geez, why louise i did not know that holy yeah shit. yeah um <laughs> so like maybe we should do that again uncle yeah. biden you want to like uncle joe that's now like that a, we're could in be another... a put america back to work scheme is like pay people a bunch of stipends to get their measurements taken and like do the do a big government research project and like mm-hmm. we could re-standardize clothing. So yeah, it's it's not that we don't have a standardization. It's that that standardization is literally from almost a hundred years ago mm-hmm. and during a time of like just mass undernutrition, right? So well, they gotta wait until this recession gets worse and become, <laughs> we still we then we go back to the undernutrition and then they'll do it again. And then they'll do it again, right? Yeah. yeah. And it'll be like, oh, it's guess it's the same as last time. Oh, but but oh. because of the way that like we fucked with our food industry now, it's like mm-hmm. You know, anyway, I I don't really want to get into it just because it's don't like, get it's, into it's that, a lot of yeah. like trigger I think warnings, I know it's a lot of fat phobia, yeah. but but basically mm-hmm. it's like yeah, it's I know we're cheaper to eat. It's cheaper to eat fast food than it is to eat healthy food. Yeah, okay. well, actually, the the biggest consumers of fast food aren't um aren't lower classes. Um, it's mm-hmm. actually like middle class America. Um, because it has less to do with a um basically it's it's like a one two punch of um, you have less time. You have a even though you have more money, you have less time because mm. you're working these like really long like white collar jobs with no overtime right. because you're a salary worker. And then it's also this like you have extra money and you feel like you need like a treat because you're mentally exhausted all the time. And so that's that's kind of why. Mm, so more more people, yeah. And then if you're because mm. if you're you're lower class, it's like you like. Great value is yeah. your friend. Yeah. Great value is my friend. Anyway, um, as, as a fat person, I have been forced to learn a lot about this. I gotcha. Uh, and as a person that can't really eat any fast food, like any fast food, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've had to, to kind of work around that. Um, anyway. Um, well, I really only have one other thing to add for a podcast. Was there anything else that uh, any of you had that you wanted to talk about today oh no i think pretty much covered what i want to talk about okay um so i actually got a book today oh cool Um, i actually ordered two books and one of them came in the mail today um i can briefly introduce both of them but um this first one is called uh anna and the dragon oh i think i've heard of that one have you heard of that one i think so yeah Okay. Um, this was recommended by a friend of mine um, who occasionally listens to the podcast. So if you're listening, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> um, and it's apparently it's like um, 
kind of a Russian fantasy setting. So um, I can read the 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 thing off the back of the yeah. book here. <clears throat> Uh, it says it starts uh, with a quote: "Whoever destroys a single life has destroyed the entire world." Uh, end quote. Uh, and then it says, "Don't stand out." That's what Anya's babushka had always told her: "Keep yourself, keep to yourself, and don't cause trouble." But their family is about to lose their home, and Anya isn't about to stand around and do nothing. Her best option is to work with the Tsar's henchmen, who offer an easy bargain: money in exchange for helping them capture a dragon, which Anya isn't even sure exists. With magic on their side, it seems like a good deal. But in this tale of mayhem and magic, other fantastical creatures abound, as do tyrannical rulers, violent Vikings, and Russian folk heroes, making Anya question everything she thought she knew. As secrets are revealed and loyalties tested, she'll have to make the most difficult decision of her life, save her family or save her friends. Uh, and it's by Sofia Pasternak. And, uh, you know, it sounds exactly up my alley yeah uh, I, am, I mean it's magic yeah. and 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 Ru and mother russia yeah <laughs> i i am holding up my i had with me my other like fantasy slavic folklore book uh rusalka uh that i read you know years ago and enjoy and uh this one it's right up that alley um nice. so i'm gonna start reading that tomorrow um, i feel like that was one Um, that was like really popular on TikTok recently. Maybe. I I feel I, I like that's know. where I'd, I'd heard it. I'm not really on TikTok, so I don't know. Apparently, it came out in 2019, so it's pretty recent. Um, oh, she's also apparently a Jewish girl uh, living among Christians in 10th century Russia, hmm. uh, is what the internet says. Yeah, the only the only Jewish family in her village. So, yay, even more, even more things that I'm interested in. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so I'm excited to check this out and see what it's nice. all about. And uh, I'll let you all know more as we get through it. Uh, this friend that recommended it is actually currently listening to A Long Way to a Small Angry Planet. Oh, yes. yay, um, good. Actually is listening to the audiobook of, I think, the second book in the series, which I never read. Did you all read that second I, I read book? the second one. I never got to the third one, and now the fourth one, I think, is either out now or is about to come out. Okay. Maybe we'll have to give those uh, that series another go at yeah, some point. I would appreciate that. Because I yeah. really, I, I heard, I've heard people, a lot of people say recently that the series gets better as it goes on, which... Considering where it starts. Yeah. 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 That's pretty good praise right there um but yeah so i'm looking forward to that the other book i have which i'll read after uh is another in the long line of books it's not in a series of books that i've already read but it's another like genre that i like which is historic murder mysteries mm. um uh, it's called the janissary tree um and it it's by uh jason goodwin uh and essentially i don't have the book so i can't really read like the back blurb to you but mm -hmm. from what i've seen when i purchased it uh it is a mystery set in 19th century ottoman empire mm. uh and the detective is a palace eunuch uh who is um basically trying to uh deal with you know the the palace intrigue of the ottoman empire with the sultan trying to establish you know control and there's like the janissaries that are a major like 
political entity. Um, and I think his his Watson is like a, a Polish exile because like Poland no longer exists. But the Sultan is like, you know what? You were our, the ambassador from Poland. And as a fuck you to Russia and uh, Austria, I'm going to keep you around. Mm. Um, and so he's like, you know, just chilling in the palace. Uh, and I don't know. It, I I love those kind of historic mysteries. Um, yeah. And so that sounds like it's going to be interesting too. But uh, I'll have to let you all know how that goes. Did you ever read The Name of the Rose? No, but you told me about it. In fact, you told me about it on the podcast. I, I was pretty sure I had. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Ugh, I feel I, like I want to read it for pleasure. It's been a bit. <laughs> In a minute. I should, like, I don't know. I, like, bought books, too. I, I just need to read more. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I read at lunch. So I go to work and on lunch breaks if I don't have anyone to talk to, which is less frequent these days. I usually have someone that uh, I like to eat with and chat with. Um, but if I don't have anyone to talk with, I'll read a chapter of a book. And uh, that's how I nice. don't get through books very quickly. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Anyway, um, any other things, any news, any updates, anything else we want to talk about? Nothing I can really think of at the moment. No. Uh, uh, You've been getting us into Twitter beefs with uh, elected officials. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) sorry about that. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. That was like our most liked tweet. (laughs) (laughs) So like basically there's some fucking asshole in Virginia, we are surprise. Our our podcast is recorded in Virginia. Um, we all live in Virginia. There's some stupid. There's some stupid elected official. Man, this is really gonna like bite me in the ass one day. Is he even an elected official? Or is he just running for governor? Is he running for governor? I thought he was. He- I don't know. Okay, I should find who this person is that I got into a Twitter beef with. <laughs> Um, this is why I should not be allowed to, um, this is why I like, I specifically should not be allowed to run the Twitter, but, um, <laughs> so I'm looking at his, his, uh, page it's Peter Doran. Um, and okay. he has a, it is a conservative outsider running for governor of Virginia, the <laughs> founder and chairman of let's win Virginia, uh, who's worked to recruit candidates from across the Commonwealth in order to break the one party Democrat rule. Cause apparently Virginia is now just a one party state, which I mean, it kind of is like, we haven't, uh, no, no, uh, Republican has been elected to a statewide office, mm-hmm. uh, since 2008. So there you go. Yeah. Um, um, apparently, he's a former CEO of SEPA, a multi-million-dollar international affairs and security nonprofit. Oh that's my spent, god! And spent his world. career helping former Soviet bloc countries rebuild their societies Jesus. after quote the ravages of socialism. Jesus Christ. Uh, he is also the author of a book, Breaking Rockefeller, that shows how Americans can defeat big monopolies and reinvigorate free market competition. Uh, I hate this guy. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. this, 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 I'll call him a mofo instead of saying the full word. This mofo basically was like, went on a, a Twitter tirade about how, like, we need to stop investing in trains and mm-hmm. we need to get a fucking hyperloop. 
He yeah, was like, yeah. and apparently he's like allegedly friends with like Elon Musk. Oh, of course he and is. And he's like, Elon Musk is going to bring us into the 22nd century. And I'm just like, and he just responded with like, no one in Virginia wants your damn Hyperloop. <laughs> and we got like 50 likes on it. <laughs> Which is impressive for us because we just we never so, we never get traffic on our Twitter page. But um, apparently, if you just get into beefs with like random not elected officials, hashtag he's not been elected. Also, he won't be like <laughs> like I don't. And then this is something that it's like niche documentaries that I want to have happen that I don't think anybody mm. else is interested in. I genuinely want to know how we went from like like blood red you know, home of the Confederate capital, Virginia, mm-hmm. to now being like, there are ways in which I would argue that we're like more progressive than California. Weed is legal now. Yeah. Well, we'll, be we'll be in July. July. But, but not just like weed is legal, but you know, the way that all of our, you know, like they're, they're legalizing weed. So that way, you know, to, to cut down on the number of, uh, you know, and you, know, you can say what you want yeah. about like decriminalization. I think that was kind of a pipe dream. I mean, it would be nice um, to have decriminalization instead of legalization, but whatever. Um, not like whatever, but uh, the but it was like specifically the way the law was written is in this way of um, getting low level drug offenders out of prison, making sure that their records are expunged. Um, you know, making sure that we're not uh, catching any more criminals. Mm-hmm. Um, Criminals. You know, which is part of why criminals, like basically just making sure that we're not criminalizing like fucking weed use, you know, mm-hmm. and and there's that. And then there is the way that like they've been working to repeal the right to work laws and, you know, public servants get fucking collective bargaining now, mm-hmm. um, you know, in which in a ways in which like the technocratic like California has essentially gutted um like the vast majority of workers rights over the last couple of years. Right. And so what we think of is like being very progressive States. I think when you like look at Virginia and what Virginia has done in the last few years, it's like, we're the first Southern state to ban the death penalty. We're the first. Ban the trans panic. Yeah. Yeah. We're the first Southern state to ban the trans panic defense, the gay panic defense. Um, You know, we elected the first transgender woman, transgender person period to, you know, to, to elected office in like to, to a substantial elected office. Like the shit we've done, we have a fucking socialist who I sometimes disagree with, but (laughs) we have like a fucking socialist serving in our general assembly. Like it's, it's sort of like, what the hell happened? Mm -hmm. Like this is not the Virginia of my youth in like the best way possible. Right. Well, what happened was demographics happened. That's true. But I feel like it's not just like demographics. Like I feel like it was a lot of enfranchisement, you know, because that's the thing is like Virginia has always been, um, has always been like a heavily, like we've always had a large African-American population, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so like, I think they're like, as far as civil rights issues, I think people have always been pretty progressive, whether or not their, their voices were heard, whether or not their votes were counted. I think right. Virginia has always been like, you know, there's definitely been pockets of Virginia, like, Hey, maybe, <laughs> maybe we treat, you know, black people like people. That's a, that's a wild thought, mm-hmm. isn't it? Um, you know, so there's always been like a heavy presence, a strong pre- presence of civil rights activist in Virginia. Um, 
you know, and I know like with the ever expanding kind of Nova sprawl, um, that has brought like a huge demographic change, Mm -hmm. um, in Northern Virginia, but I'm like, I wonder if there's like something there's, I feel like there's, there's something in addition, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe there's a secret cabal. I'm going to start a new cult called Z or V. V for Virginia. V for Virginia. <laughs> it's going to be a cabal. Like it's the secret cabal. Uh, I'm just kidding. Please don't say, don't repeat any of this outside of the podcast. This is a joke for legal purposes. Is, Vir- is Virginia run by a secret cabal known as some nerds have a podcast? <laughs> God, I wish. Uh, no, because then we would have decriminalized weed instead of legalizing it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. And also we would decriminalize what's the, other drugs too. What's the, you're kind of, why, why do you say that decriminalization is better than legalization? So, um, what's the argument for that? So with legalization, you you kind of get this, um, I don't really want to explain this. It's so decriminalization basically says that the state has no authority mm-hmm. in this matter. Right. So, like, okay. it's not – and so there's pros and cons to each side, really. Um, so, like, the pro of decriminalization would be basically you're sort of allowed to do what you want, right? Um, and the state isn't necessarily making a profit off of that. So the pros of legalization are we get a lot of tax revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a lot of we'll, – we'll eventually get a lot of tax revenue based off of um, growers in Virginia selling their products – through a state controlled store, right? Cause that's mm-hmm. the other part like, about Virginia. It's not going to be like, you know, California, you go down the street, you go or Colorado, go to a dispensary, whatever. Right. Do you have to go to the ABC store to get it. Yeah. You have to go to the ABC <sighs> store, right? Cause now it's going to be uh-huh. like controlled substances and cannabis. Um, uh-huh. So you have to go to like a state controlled store in order to purchase. And there's like some arguments against like monitoring, right? Like, is mm-hmm. this information, is this data going to be used to monitor people? Um, there are some arguments as far as like legalization. It's like, well, now you can have up to one ounce. So are we going to start basically de facto, um, you know, mass incarceration of people who like have an ounce and a half on them. Right. I mean, to be fair, like an ounce is like a fair amount, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what I mean? Um, and so on the other hand, you have also like health and safety regulations for things. Right. Where, and it's, and that's yeah. the other thing too. It's like, you're making sure that the weed that you're getting isn't laced with shit. anything. Right. Yeah. Which is a problem if you, well, it's, it's certainly a problem when it's illegal. Um, cause there's an incentive to, there's like a monetary incentive to like lace, um, lace your weed. So that way you're, you're going through it faster you're becoming more you're becoming addicted to it which there's no real evidence um to support that weed is addictive um so if you want like repeat customers you know there there is some like incentive i mean this is like a dark and i'm not like an expert on this by any stretch of the imagination um but it's sort of my understanding is the people who are like pro criminal pro decriminalization um it sort of like falls on the same side of like people who are pro decriminalization of sex work rather than the legalization of sex work. Right. So it's this idea of like, you know, um, allowing people to do their business how they want it, as opposed to like um, having it like monitored and controlled by the state. And so like, I kind of understand, like I know Lee Carter um, apparently voted no (laughs) on the, the July 1st legalization bill. And his argument was basically like, you know, we should 
it, it should be decriminalized. Like it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be, um, the state, the state should have no say in, in weed consumption one way or in the other. And it's like, okay, like I can kind of see that argument. I, I, now that I'm explaining to it, I think I'm more on the side of legalization as opposed to decriminalization, but I understand where those people are coming from. Um, if that, if that makes sense. And like I said, I'm not an expert on this. Um, despite having gone to a private liberal arts college. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, I'm not an expert on this, like by any stretch of the imagination, but that's, that's sort of where, you know, there, there's like a worry of, you know, the more laws you create, the more laws can be broken, the more you can twist them to serve some nefarious purpose of mass incarceration. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we are, we, and we already very much have, a history of doing that in Virginia. So I think you're right. I think he's right to be cautious mm-hmm. um, about how these laws are going to be enforced. I gotcha. Well, it'll be exciting come July. Um, right. <laughs> I mean, essentially like really what it's doing is making sure that like, if you live in Arlington and you go buy weed in DC, right. Mm-hmm. You can't then get, like, immediately stopped, you know, on the metro. Somebody can't, like, fucking, like, you know, a dog, a dog drug or um, one of those drug smith. Drug sniffing dogs. Drug sniffing dogs can't, like, come over and, like, smell smell your backpack. Or let's be real, if you're living in Arlington, you're probably some, like, douchebag that works for Raytheon, right? Um, It's in your briefcase. Yeah, right? (laughs) Like, smells your briefcase. And I was like, hey, hey, buddy. You know, so like that's that's really and honestly, like that's kind of good for it's better for them to push that part up just because of like all of the amount of drugs that have been kind of flowing back and forth since D.C. decriminalized um, marijuana. Fun fact. Mm -hmm. So like when you go and buy um, when you're buying weed, quote unquote, in D.C., you're not actually you're not actually purchasing weed. Um, basically how they do it because it's, it's decriminalized as opposed to legalized is you buy a, um, you'll buy like a sticker or a pencil or like something of like very little monetary value. And then Mm. you get a free gift of, um, like an edible or a joint or whatever, um, that, that, that you want. And so that's, that's how it kind of works in a decriminalization, um, aspect as opposed to a legalized aspect. Right. Um, but I mean, you know, the other thing too, it's like Virginia, it's a big state. We already have people that are growing. I mean, to a certain extent, it's like, yeah, you got to kind of like monitor how people are growing and make sure that they're not like fucking shit up. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I mean, Virginia has been growing weed since like Virginia existed. Right. Like I'm sure right. <laughs> like it was a really big crop in like the 16 and 1700s. So because it grows oh, like shit. weeds. Should we, once it's legal, <laughs> do an episode where we get high and then record a podcast? Because <laughs> I've never, I've Man, never partaken. I, I have, I have never, um, and I don't know. I mean, I haven't either. I don't know what no, you're talking about. I wouldn't not. do anything illegal. It's illegal, <laughs> Alex. Ah, well, not anymore. Well, July second, uh, July second, yeah. it won't be illegal. Well, listeners, if we decide to do this, <laughs> mark it down on your calendar. <laughs> <laughs> the first Wednesday in July. <laughs> the time, that time that Alex freaked out on the podcast. <laughs> uh. right. Anyway, 
All right. But yeah, I think we're running out of stuff to talk about. We're approaching wow, we're the two, two hour hours, mark. So. so I think we're going to go ahead and call it a night. Uh, but thank you all for listening. Uh, my name is Alex. I'm, Nick. I'm Elise. And we've been some nerds of a podcast. Uh, take care, y'all. Good night. Thank you.